So Iron Man can wield Mjolnir. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. Isn't it? And the fact that Thanos was actually gay and he won Captain America the in- to himself the entire time was like... Yeah, I know. What was more amazing ah. is he took Mjolnir and he hammered it out and made an Iron Man suit out of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I loved that part, especially with him... Especially with Thor fucking him in the ass from behind while he was doing it. And it was just, it was beautiful because then Tony Stark got a bunch of Thanos jizz all over his face. Uh-huh. And it was, it was the most beautiful. It made me cry. Yeah, I know. When, when, when Tony opened his hand and all of a sudden Mjolnir flew into his hand, yeah. it was just, it was. That was pretty it, cool. I, you know? What was really cool yeah. is when they put all of the Infinity Stones on a dildo. And then they started fucking each other with it, and they yeah. would all get the power of it temporarily. And like you know, hunky hunky twink boys would just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's what the snap was. You realize that 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 Thanos uh, underneath it all, Thanos just didn't like the fact that he was gay. Mm-hmm. So he just he needed to rid the universe of half the people that knew it. <laughs> Wait, half the people in the universe knew he was gay? <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what he's been doing. That I think all this is time. legitimately the worst case. So you secret in the universe. If half the people in the universe, it'd be like if you had a secret, right? And it turned out yeah. that half of the universe knew it. Like literally, <laughs> you go out into space, and half the people know. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Well, I mean, you do have some poorly kept secrets because of this show. Who me? Yeah. Well, they're not secrets. I, I mean, nah, I that's true. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah. But I mean, this—that's the thing, though. He, he, real. He eventually he started to realize that half half the people knew it, and those are the half that he snapped away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole time travel fucking thing pissed me off a little bit. Why? I'm, I'm talking about real, by the way. <laughs> okay, we're we're not going to talk about real spoilers. No, no, no. Well, yes, but I'm pretty sure that most most yeah yeah no, we're okay. not going to do that. Some people it's still well, it's been it's been three weeks. So doesn't matter. I, I didn't see it, it for the, I didn't see it for the first time until a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. So there are see, still I, people I, I out wanted... there that haven't seen it. I know that for a fact. No, I wanted to. I, I I was hoping we would be able to do a cast last week so that if you hadn't seen it i could start off with that. i didn't have internet iron, last iron week. man can wield me on there and, and then you would have been like don't no yeah i would have murdered you, you. i think i would have probably <laughs> no i would have made it even worse i i, I you know i would have told like things that that because because i would have told things that were close to the truth but not uh-huh. exactly <laughs> i think i've told on this i think i've said on this podcast the the, the early how my brother spoiled empire strikes back for people oh he did not so he did yeah not. he did so my dad would always take us to the Coronet Theater in San Francisco to see Star Wars. We saw Star Wars and Empire there. And mm-hmm. um, that was supposedly George Lucas's favorite theater to see his own movies. So it was just one big screen. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat a trash bag full of popcorn. No one look at me. <laughs> anyway, um, we see the movie. We're walking. Yeah, and this is in the old days when the line would go down and around the corner and up yeah. this slight hill. We're walking back to the car and my brother says out loud while walking past all these people waiting to get in on opening night of Star of of Empire Strikes Back I can't believe that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father <laughs> You mean just like Homer Simpson did yes, later ex- in... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you heard the people in the line How? become become angry. You heard them go, oh... <laughs> 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 How is your brother alive? I don't How did he know. Because he was a child. I, that was like the first time I was mortified for someone else. You know, it's like, oh, 
Oh, and I felt oh. bad for being like their what brother. Are you, what are you doing? Huh? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I might have to save you here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I, I don't want to punch old people, but I will. I don't know if I would have tried super hard. But you know, when your when your sibling does something that is mortifying, and you just wish you weren't related to him anymore, or that you could have been <laughs> in another room. It's, you know what? I, I have actually felt that. Uh-huh. You know that I've felt I know that. you felt you know it. That I, have. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't think you would <laughs> experience the same thing. There was this one time one of my cousins one of my cousins uh, messaged me, and they were like, is your brother all right? And I'm like, uh, why? What do you do now? Because yeah. I already knew something was up. And... Um, they were like, he sent me this message, and they sent a screenshot of the message, and it was like something to the effect of, "This is my," and this is him talking about my my aunt, my mother's sister, and he said something like, "Yo, mama ain't shit, and my mom got shit on. You fucking piece of shit." <laughs> like family stuff that nobody talks about anymore. Mm. Nobody cares because my mom got pregnant first out of wedlock, and mm-hmm. it was a whole Christian thing. But nobody cares anymore, right? And he, and at the end of the, I could tell my brother was drunk. Because he said something to the effect that he wrote, like, I bet your mom smells like raspberry tarts, you raspberry fart. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even bad. Someone who smells like raspberry tarts. No, no, no. But that's the thing. That's the thing, though. It was just, it was so stupid and inane. (laughs) My cousin, my cousin's like, the message is, she's she's like, I'm actually laughing, even though he's trying to hurt my feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. But she was laughing. She's like, I bet you smell like raspberry tarts, you raspberry fart. Like, I know. Every time I think about, every time I think about, like, times where I just wish that he, like, sometimes, I I mean, right now my brother and I are really getting along very well. But mm-hmm. right then I was like, I wish you weren't my brother. Like, <laughs> she sent me this, she sent me a bunch of other screenshots of, like, the entire night he was pestering her. He said, oh, yeah, no, he said something before that. He was like, you and my brother get along. This is a female cousin. And he goes, you and my brother get along really well. It's like he's your husband. And she's like, ew, that's disgusting. And he's like, yeah, well, you guys send each other memes on your Facebook walls all the time. You might as well be married and have children. And she's like, oh, fucking yuck. And he just keeps talking and talking and talking. He's like, you're a piece of shit. And your mom's a piece of shit, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Going on and on and on. And I'm like, I'm like, sweetheart, I know this isn't an excuse, isn't an excuse, but you know he's drunk, right? And she's like, I, I gathered, but I don't want to block him because sometimes he can be really nice. <laughs> they, they don't know how to, they don't know how to quit him. You, you asked me a few weeks back about that, like, how do I, like, like, I don't, I don't know how to set boundaries or something like that. Yeah. And this is one of the things is that when things are good, things are good. Yeah. You know, like I I was joking around with him the other day to the point where he actually got mad at me legitimately for a good reason. Mm-hmm. I I was I was doing that thing that I do to you where I'm like, "Oh, you ought to go get your butthole licked." Oh god. I, I texted him. I'm like I'm like just have the next girl that was with you see if she's willing to do it. Just wash your asshole and have her lick it. And he goes he says very in the text he says very clearly, "I will never never let a woman suffer licking my butthole." And I'm like, "Well, why not?" And he says, "Because of my hemorrhoids. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> he says, he says, my butthole looks like like a burst lasagna. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm telling you, my brother, my brother could be so funny, so funny. Like, like there, you know, I've I've told you that we're we're. 
you know, we're like any other brothers when nobody's looking. We're like to a little, you know, I'm 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 four again, and he's eight, yeah. and he's like here, and he's like handing me a dirty magazine, you know, like like being that bad influence, big brother, uh-huh. you know, like giving my my first drink of alcohol and stuff like that. But he's he's funny. He is a genuinely funny person when he when he tries. But and I'm like I'm I think that he's joking when he's saying this, and I'm like, yeah, but you should just all you need to do is just pop him and then have her lick your butt. Uh, and he's like uh, he's like uh, <laughs> he says what the fuck is wrong with you yeah, what? I've told you <laughs> twice no I am not doing that and I'm like oh you're actually mad I- I'm kidding okay good <laughs> he's, thank god he's like and he's like he's like yeah but I, I really mean it like I-, I I wouldn't ever have a girl stick her tongue in my butthole and I'm like too bad you're missing out <laughs> Hmm. So, anyways, Ugh. you want to do a show? Yeah, let's do a show. Why not? Why not? It's been we a couple done of weeks. One in, in, a, in four months. It's settled down. It's only been a couple. Oh, of hey, weeks. hey, you want to know something cool before we start? What? I haven't smoked in eight days. Good for you. How are you doing? I've been chewing chewing nicotine gum. I hate everybody. <laughs> I'm actually I I'm exhausted, and I don't know if it's just because of the well, the nicotine gum isn't enough. No. So I I I went to the the PA that comes to our to our facility, and I I'm like, can I double these up? Because it's cigarette has between 8 and 20 milligrams of nicotine in it. Yeah. And the, the, the highest rated gum that you can get from, like, Walmart is 4 milligrams. Yeah. And I'm like, can I double them up? And she goes, yeah. Yeah, just don't just don't double them up and then do it like like you're smoking three cigarettes in a row. So that doesn't mean you can sit there and chew, you know, six pieces. Right. You go, I'm going <laughs> to chew this entire thing of gum. <laughs> I, so I went to Walmart and bought a 160 pack of Equate, oh, Equate nicotine gum. Because I'm I'm quitting. This is what's happening. I know my body hates it. My brain hates it. You know what I, I did to quit so to quit bad. cigarettes? You were vaping, right? No, no, no. When I when I uh, I started vaping again when Ari got sick. I started vaping when Ari got sick. Um, oh, okay. Uh, when I quit smoking, it was the patch, and the patch makes you so paranoid about smoking what because you're not supposed to smoke when you have the patch on. Because I don't really. Th- I think that that's kind of mythological too. It is and it isn't. You're getting a constant stream of nicotine throughout the day when you're wearing the patch. And mm-hmm. if you start going back to habitual smoking, you're upping the amount of nicotine that's being dumped into your system. So Right, but it's only... So the patch itself has... The, the maximum one that I saw had 18 milligrams for the entire day. And if you're used to smoking a pack a day, that's almost 200 milligrams. Mm-hmm. So I fail to see how the patch is going to help. You know what Back I mean? in the day, they weren't yeah. limited to that amount of ni- nicotine. Back when you, you know, had like to just, get, it was just like you were you were putting a, a, a jelly pack. On yeah, your arm. it was like a jelly pack that you stuck on your arm. It was like it was wet. You know, it, there was so much gel in it and and nicotine in the gel that you could burn your skin from it. And Ooh. I and I did on a couple of occasions. Um, oh, that must have been hot. And it came with the instruction, you know, doctor. You get a prescription, and they say do not wear more than one. Make sure to wash the area after you're done. You know, you had to keep if you got any on your fingers don't go wash your hands immediately don't stick them in your eyes don't stick them in your mouth don't do any of that shit they were like don't fuck around when you start wearing these and i'm like okay <laughs> i won't <laughs> Well, then they taper it. You get fewer milligrams, you know, after two weeks, you then go to yeah, a Yeah, I, I have a feeling I'll be chewing nicotine gum for a very long time. Okay, that's fine. I need that oral fixation. I, I need that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm because smoking, my, my, smoking is such a pleasure. Yeah. It's such a joy. Until it isn't. <laughs> the, let me, the Let Me Finish podcast, brought to you by Marlboro Cigarettes. Never. My beer in, was Never. it by beer and cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> this, no, not even a name brand, just brought to you by beer. 
beer. Brought to you by Montclair. Seriously, Jason, if if Marlboro cigarettes came came to us and said they were going to pay us a thousand dollars every time we mentioned, I'd you're seriously going to be like, nah, I'd tell them so. to go fuck themselves. You would. I would. You I would. would. I would not take. I would. Big tobacco money. Oh man, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the show. You ready? All right. Okay. Yeah, sure. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Man One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus smoking a cigarette. And on this show, I tell a story and Addy interrupts me, right? Yeah, today we're twisting it on end. We're doing the opposite because Jason owes me, I don't know, 50, 50 individual podcasts. <laughs> I owe you a point. lot more than that, but okay. <laughs> Hey, 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 what's going well, on? Well, first I have to tell people, hey, if you have a story you'd like for us to read no. on the air, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page, and leave it for us there. Or let me know how you'd like to get it to us. All right, Jeff. I just came in to say hi, Hawaii, and I missed you so much. Here's a nicotine patch. <laughs> I don't want a nicotine patch. I don't... No, 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 put it on. No, it on. I vape. That's how I get my, my scant amount of nicotine. Oh, you're an asshole. It was actually fentanyl. But okay. <laughs> Thanks. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> no, no, no. What you're supposed to do is take the patch, the fentanyl patch, and put it under your testicles. Why? And then and then walk around with it on until you sweat and it gets into your system because that's what you do. Didn't you know fentanyl is the big craze these days? It's actually like a hundred times more powerful than heroin. Oh, and that's what I need. Something I stole times it from the fer- trailer next door to me. What? I stole it from the trailer next door to me. How do you even know it's fentanyl? Who's making it in patch form? Bye, Jeff. I'll see you later. So today I'm going to tell the story about the move, why we moved, what was going on, the whole thing. The whole ball of bullshit. Okay. And kind of explain to those... <coughs> Excuse me. He had a brothel at yeah, his house. That's right. And one of the whores caught the crack pipe on fire. <coughs> she died. But it was just a dead whore, so nobody cared. Uh-huh. So let me ask... Let me start with this. When you think of California, what do you think of? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sunshine. I think of Ronald Reagan, who was also the governor there Mm -hmm. Um, uh i think of los angeles i think of san francisco the but i mean what do you think i think of what do you think that what what do you think living here is like uh you spend uh for every dollar you, (laughs) you spend money like it's water there you you don't you guys don't have any money even if you're millionaires you don't have any money you're getting close to it i know a lot of people who their number one thing about California is the weather, right? Yeah. This, it's also burning. This move actually actually prompted the discussion with myself and my wife that in a year, if things are not better, we're leaving the state. Don't oh, okay. know where we're going to go, but it prompted... Come here. And we're both native Californians. I moved here when I was one. She was born here, right? We have been Bay Area kids our entire lives, our entire adult lives. And Jason, you need to see some beautiful leaves. I've seen the beautiful leaves. I've been there before. 
before. You, you can know see that. them every year. You can sit on the you can sit on your your porch rocker and jerk off. Oh, the, the great! I didn't orange. know that that was allowable in Massachusetts. It is. Okay, it's wonderful out here. So we're this, just as gay as you guys. So this is how this started. We moved into the house that we were living in previously. Um, in 2011, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Not too long before I met you. No, not too long before you met me. Um, yeah. Ari was uh, still with us, and she, but she was very, very ill. And what happened at the previous house was that the water heater caught fire and caused a lot of smoke damage. And so we were in a rush to figure out where we were going to move. And we moved into this place. Now, the rent when we moved in was 1950. When we moved out, it was 20. Fucking hell. I know. There's going to be some sticker shock there. <laughs> Okay, just just for reference, you guys, I'm okay with telling you I pay. Okay, the 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 well, altogether, the rent and the oil included, I paid twelve hundred. And I have a, and I swear, I, I've seen, I've seen pictures of the inside of Jason's house, and I've seen bits of it. I think I actually have more floor space in my apartment. The old house was four bedrooms, two bath. The one that you just left. Yeah, the one that we just uh-huh. left. All right, but uh, let's just say, okay, let's say I have three quarters of the, you, of the floor space. You have space. a fairly decent sized apartment. You really do. Yeah, for only twelve hundred. For twelve hundred, and I know that for a fact in other parts of the country. But that wasn't really something we were thinking about. We were living there. You know, the kids went through high school, graduated graduated high school. They were now in college. We had been living there for quite some time. We were having some financial difficulties with, you know, all of the medical bills and, and crap that got mm-hmm. ping-ponged back and forth between insurers. They go, we're not going to pay it. Then they send it to the other one and they say, we're not going to pay it. And they'd send it back to the other one. Meanwhile, this bill in our name is not getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. And is it, does that affect your credit out there? Oh boy, does it ever. <laughs> yeah, see, medical bills don't affect credit in Massachusetts. Oh, that's nice. You know what does? What? College bills, oh loans. God. If if you don't if you don't even just get all you have to do is give them ten bucks or or do a forbearance, all of that stuff, and they and they'll leave you alone. But one I forgot last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my credit, so I don't know if anybody knows, but I I purchased a vehicle uh, last year, and I have been paying it on time every every month, perfectly, perfectly to the nth degree, so that I can refinance this loan. Uh, and I built my credit up from five hundred, yeah. which is a terrible score, to seven hundred. Yeah. So in the meantime, I got I got this thing that I forgot to forbear one of my one of my student loans, and uh, and they and I looked at my like I can look at credit wise, and it tells you for free <laughs> my credit score went down to 500 oh my god and i was like <clears throat> so i called them i was like what can i do and they're like you can still do the forbearance and they might give you your credit points back yeah now. <clears throat> okay fine right they brought it back up to like 650 okay and i was like you sons of bitches so we weren't but, really concerned about yeah. credit scores or anything like that well right? yeah but if you want to rent another place well, yeah but that wasn't even on yeah. our radar until our landlord says, I'm moving my son in. You have a month. Now, in California, traditionally, if you've lived in a place for more than two years, you're given 60 days to find a place. Mm-hmm. Right. In this case, we were given 30 days because it is a what they called an owner move-in, right? Mm-hmm. I re- immediately, my bullshit alarm went up. And the main reason why was because I started to realize as I was looking for another place to live in the same city that we were living in, that it was no longer fiscally possible at the income level that we were at, nor did we have any money in savings because it was being shelled out to all of these goddamn, you know, all of these medical bills and everything else. And we thought it wasn't even being evicted for 
that was not even on our radar, right? right? So I start looking for houses, same size or smaller. You know, the house we left was a four-bedroom, two-bath. We were going to go for a three-bedroom, two-bath, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's when I started to notice the rental prices for these houses in our neighborhood, in our city, right? right. And that's when I kind of had a mild panic attack because rent for that for basically what you have, a three-bedroom, two-bath Ranch style house. I have no, no, no. Three bedroom, one bath. Okay, well, still, still. a three bedroom, two bath ranch style California house, which is like one floor, was going for three thousand dollars. Fucking Christ! That same. So he wanted to move his family member in there because he could rent to them cheaper. Because mm, it's, it's not even that. They'll they'll move him in for a couple of months. They'll fix up the house and they'll either rent it for the going rate, which is now three thousand dollars a month. Or they're going to try to sell it because here's the other part of that. The other reason why rents are going up so high is because the median price for that same house, that same nothing special ranch style house, right? Mm -hmm. Median price in the city that I left, Pleasant Hill, California, was $798,000. Fucking! Do you know what you get out here? Oh, I know you, exactly. You, 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 because well, while I was tell, okay, let me you tell. Go, I won't tell because because James and I very regularly look at at the Redfin app and the uh, the other ERA apps to see what kind of houses they have around here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh, let me an, an example of a house that we were looking at just just out of curiosity. Uh, think of the house um, in Nightmare on Elm Street, the Freddy Krueger house, yeah, yeah, the New England style New colonial, England colonial, home colonial home with home, the trellises yeah. and the and the two floors and the probably five bedrooms, two bathrooms, and an an acre to two acres of land, including a backyard and a front yard with a a cobblestone walkway and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Guess how much that house costs out here? I don't know, 230,000. Close. It was 350,000. Yeah. And it was on the the corner of a four-way stop, Kitty Corner. When I was looking... There was... That house was here. Well, not Uh the same house, but that house was here. It was gorgeous. And we were like, I wonder if we could actually, you know, like... Buy a house. Get that. Buy that house. Yeah. Um. So seven hundred and fifty thousand buys you five or six acres of land. Yeah. Like enough that you could farm. Yeah, I know. And and a McMansion. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to make myself miserable while I was looking for places, um, I would just out of curiosity going, I wonder what we could get if we moved out to where you know where you are. Right. Oh, I you did. F- okay. Get ready for this. <laughs> you must have hated. I found a two the two story colonial actual colonial not colonial style actual colonial house right built in like 18 something or other right where what town i can't i can't remember which city it was in massachusetts yeah but it was in massachusetts okay it had like it was so old that they used to heat the house with fireplaces so there's fireplaces in like five different rooms and it was like a total of five back five i don't mean to laugh at you i'm just i'm just i know the the disparity between the two areas five bedrooms fucked up five bedrooms three bath it had an attached garage right so they had built a garage that's right next to the house okay. that joins the barn the oh old, there was a barn there like was an a actual barn, old an barn. actual barn full-size barn right when you think of a barn that's what was there on an acre of land yeah six hundred and sixty thousand dollars <laughs> You were probably looking. You couldn't even the... buy one of the piece of shit houses in Pleasant Hill yeah. for the amount of money that you could get. What looks like Norman Walk- Rockwell's jism all over Jism's, a canvas. Yeah, it was, you you, you like, and I are the same uh, person. Uh, 
<laughs> and they're like little kids running around in bathing suits. Like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on in California? I honestly could not figure it out. And then, of course, being a sadist, I decided to try to figure it out. And it's like a number of different factors right now going on. It's not just in the Bay well, Area. Well, there isn't much land to go around. That's oh, there's off, Oh, probably, here's right? the thing. There's tons. There's tons. Well, no, but not next to the city. Um, You'd be surprised. Uh, a, a lot of it is owned by the feds, so they, they own a lot of the mil- But we also have a lot of national parks and stuff like that. We have parks. So All right. it, there's a couple of things that are going on. Number one, everyone wants to blame the tech boom, right? All of these rich tech douches are moving in. That's mostly happening in San Francisco, but it is bleeding out. The people that they're... But they're also... you got you you got to remind the listeners, though, that even if they are tech douches, mm-hmm. they're not making that much money. No, I was going to get the... Not that. out there. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. A lot yeah, of yeah. the tech companies are like, hey, come to California. We'll pay you twice as much as you make in Maryland, right? But three quarters of your income will go to your living But space. they don't tell them that fucking shit. They just tell them, and they just tell them, come out here. You can work twice the money. So you're in Maryland. You're working a tech job. You've got a two-bedroom apartment. You're comfortable. You live there by yourself. You have extra money to go out and do things. Maybe you've purchased a car. But along comes a recruiter that says, you know, Google or something like that, or some tech startup is going to offer you twice as much money and you'll get to live in California and they're coming out in droves living here until the end of their lease and leaving right not all of them are rich not all of them are making huge amounts of money but this sudden onslaught of people who want to live in San Francisco right they want to live in San Francisco they want to go to their jobs they literally have luxury buses that show up at several different parts in the city to pick up these people and drive them to their work right company Mm. supplied luxury buses with the large leather seats in a in, in bar and you can have go to the poo-poo if you need to because it's got a bathroom. That's part of it, right? The other part mm-hmm. of it is is that right now there's a whole bunch of people who live in, and I know I'm going to sound a little right-wing, but there's no other way to say it. There are people living in other countries that are using property managers here in California to purchase as much as they possibly can. Okay. And so what... The, well, no, I mean, yeah, but that's not necessarily a particularly right-wing type of thing to say. Well, it just when you're saying I mean, it's are, a foreign... There are jobs going overseas mm-hmm. that, you know, with, uh, you know, it's like... It's like if my father, my father, his a lot of jobs that um, that him and his friends were, you know, were trying to get mm-hmm. are, are being sold overseas because now you can just phone it in. Yeah. yeah. You know, so in their shit out of luck, if they just get out of college and they have a, a master's degree in computer programming, mm-hmm. I, they, you might expect that they're going to start a job at one hundred thousand dollars a year out here. But right. no, they got to fight for it. Yeah. They got to fight for 50, mm-hmm. you know, and and 50 is more than enough to live on out here. It's just, you know, if you worked that hard, you're going to expect to, you know, get paid what you were. Yeah, in order to live yeah. out here, the median California household income needs to be $71,000. That's the median. That's the median household income for California is 71,000. I can't remember what the cost is. Oh, I I'm, I'm sorry. That actually went down to 63,000. That's the median income. But in a lot of places, you need to be making 75,000 to $100,000 in order to, you know, have a decent place to live or in an area with decent schools or whatever. It's just so when you have these people from other countries they're purchasing land they'll do one of two things with it they'll either sit on it and wait for the market to go up so they can then sell it again and make money or right. they can try to rent them out and fewer and fewer of them we're, we're getting what are called ghost neighborhoods where the owners don't Ooh. live in 
well, the owners like, don't live in the United States. They're not living in the, the places. They're not renting them out, right? They hire uh-huh. they hire local gardeners who will come to the front, mow the front yard, make sure there's no mail in the mailbox, and make sure there's nothing on there. But they just sit empty, and there are entire streets that are just full of empty houses but you, you know what my know. brother would do what live in squatting yeah squat yeah well technically this is the thing well if they were not tending to the land um say in massachusetts there's a house that's been foreclosed on yeah if the bank itself is not tending to the land uh-huh. this is actually like an old blue law type of thing <laughs> it's it, it's an actual thing mm-hmm. if the if the bank is not tending the land they are not checking the mail and the owner of the property is not tending to it. No. Someone like my brother comes in, squats in the home for more than, uh, I believe it's a month, tends to the land and tends to the home. They are legally allowed to squat there without having to pay huh. until the owner comes along yeah. and does something. Like, it, if they just come along and mow the grass, then you got to get out of there. But mm-hmm. legally, he can stay there and use the power on their t- <laughs> They, I've had. He says that there have been cops who come by and knock on the door, and he's like, "No, under USC law in Massachusetts, under yeah. subsection blah blah blah, I can live here." And they're like, "Oh fuck!" Because <laughs> he he'll bring in like six, seven, eight squatters. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing in Portland, Maine. And and it's the same there because a lot of the same laws in Maine are Massachusetts because yeah. they used to be the same state. Yeah, yeah. He did it there, and he had like twenty squatters living in an apartment. Building I'm pretty sure out here you abandoned. just get arrested. <laughs> Well, my brother would then uh-huh. take a giant steaming dump on their, <laughs> on, in their car. Oh, you know what? I would not be surprised if at any point my brother defiantly shat in the back of a cop's car. Oh, well, okay, great. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm, des- we're, I'm desperately looking for a place and trying to figure out how we're going to be able to raise money because now it's because you're going through a property company, they're going to want to run your credit. They need proof of your income. They they say things. Some of the advertisements are like, you must make three Three times the rent, and so if the rent is twenty five hundred dollars, you have to have an income seventy five hundred dollars a month. Seventy, yeah, you have to be making at least seventy five hundred dollars a month in order for you to be even considered for the application, right? So as I'm going out to see these places, I'm looking at like some really shitty places, right? I'm running into (laughs) like the paint is peeling off the walls. There's diapers still swept into the corners (laughs) of rooms. There was one that I've seen. There's one that was. The entire no, 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 I'm supposed to cut in, so I'm telling a story right now. Fine. <laughs> when I was still with Dana, right, and my daughter had just been born, um, there was a there was a um, three story colonial um, home out in Ware, Massachusetts, that um, her sister was looking at, and uh, she just needed a ride there to go look at it with her, you know, to see to see what the place looked like, because her sister was considering buying it with her husband, they right? Had three kids at the time, and they they wanted to own a house, and the house was really cheap, so they were like let's check this place out so they her on the way she's like maybe we should split a mortgage with you guys and all the kids could live together and i was like yeah that's a good idea this is not a fucking me and, me and dana <laughs> were just me and dana were just looking at each other like that's not that's never not gonna happen i do because i wouldn't our kids would kill your kids and our kids would be right of course <laughs> But and well, anyways, so we go to the we go to the place, and it, it is from the outside. It looks okay. But yeah. Apparently, the person who lived there before was a hoarder. Oh god! And you walked through the door, and there was nothing but steaming piles of. It was hot too. It was like during the summertime. Steaming piles of cardboard that they had collected all the way down the hallway. And in one room, it was nothing but empty cans of cat food. Who in the hell and, shows a house like this? 
Oh, they, but they this they they were selling it as is. It oh, one hundred and twenty-five thousand or something like. They're like five dollars so and the gasoline to set it yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah, there were there, there were parts of the um oh, what do you call this type of wall that you, you drywall um dry the drywall. There were parts of the drywall that had holes in it, <laughs> and there were gang signs spray painted in every other room. Oh shit! So someone else <laughs> took it over. <laughs> yeah, and there in one room there was nothing but I don't I think there was an infant living there because there was nothing but diapers swept into the corner next to the wall and and me and Dana were just like what the fuck is <laughs> like you guys can't buy this house because even if you take everything out and paint everything it's still gonna stink because it smelled like maggots oh. I mean maggots don't smell but it smelled Mwah. like what they were feeding off of it smelled like garbage there was probably something dead in there yeah and the, well, it wasn't just that but the fact that even though it was on a high point on it it was like in the side of a hill so it was like I don't know how to explain it like the road went the road went like maybe 30 Five degrees uphill yeah. in, a U, in, a, in a U shape and then down. But the, the house was like, you, you can see my hand. Can you see my hand? Yes, the audience and can't. This was the road, so I don't know how to explain that. Okay. Like 40, yeah, right? it. it was yeah, nestled uh, into the hillside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was at the bottom. So all of the runoff of the water went into the basement. There. Oh, no. And we went, we opened up the door to the basement. It was just nothing but stagnant, that stagnant water smell. Mm-hmm. Like, like you knew that in, in just a little while, all the mosquitoes would be happy. Yeah. From there. <laughs> and, and, and she was like, we could share a mortgage on this place and clean it up. I'm like, no. No. no I'm... I'm... <laughs> I would, I would you guys should have seen 27. his face when he said it. It was <laughs> no. that disgusted smile. He's like, no. No. It was, I, I would rather die. I was 27. I would and we rather were, you know, die. <laughs> I would rather die. And not, not just that, but the idea of cleaning up this <laughs> shitty place. The entire street was like that. It's like one of those little ghost towns you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The entire street was like that. Mm-hmm. All these colonials that I probably squat were living in yeah and and they were like yeah let's live here no <laughs> no <laughs> so we can end up like them what a dream <laughs> i get to live with on an entire other family in a literal shithole and spend my days trying desperately to keep my children from dying <laughs> And the sump bump will be running will be running twenty four seven to keep you all the water in, out of the you're basement. Kid, you're like, what are you doing? We're licking the chocolate off the walls, and you're like, no. That's not chocolate. That's snozberries. Tastes like snozberries. Uh huh. That's <laughs> that's that's Hep B. Get away from it. Oh. Yeah, did you know it, it eventually grows its own, like, like prions? And the thing yeah. Like, Hi. So anyway, I'm looking at houses, and what I notice is that there's a whole bunch of me's there. There's a whole bunch of pe- people exactly like me, desperately trying to find a place to live because we're being evicted, and they're trying to get these people who can afford to pay $3,000 a month rent or who's willing to purchase a, sh- a shitty little ranch home for eight. I don't even think living in Boston you would have to pay that much. Oh, no, I... I even in, a, even in a nice apartment. I didn't look just in Massachusetts. I found, okay, so in Massachusetts, I could find a really nice house on an acre of land to rent that's less than what we're paying now. Yeah, in, my, my father owns a quarter, uh, I'm sorry, a, a half acre of land with a pool 
a a um a raised ranch and i believe it's its value is like 350,000 yeah. but it's it's a beautiful piece of land yeah, yeah. um well, you don't get shit you get the house a small backyard and a small front yard that's it you're not getting shit and i and that's I, where your dog poops and also those ranch homes were built f- super fast after world war 2 in the late 40s early 50s and the neighborhood i was in like they the had, jehovah's witnesses well, they built them in a day yeah they they planted they planted ash trees right ash what trees are, well, i don't think i no ash trees. Well, ash trees, uh, you know, they lose their leaves in autumn and all that stuff. But the problem with ash trees are is that they live to be about 70 years old, right? All of the ash trees in the neighborhood are, so they have infections are now, right? dead and dying. And the most deceptive part about an ash tree, and my neighbors found this out, is that they'll be dead but still have leaves on the uh, leaves on branches. They basically hollow themselves out. And their ha- one day I was sitting in the bedroom. It was, I don't know, 4 o'clock in the morning, and there was just this huge crack and their 100 foot tall ash tree split in half at the trunk and half of it oh, fell in our front yard. Oh, it's the one that looks like a, a weed. Yeah, it, it, it's actually a colony tree. They sent yeah, out yeah, little yeah, spr- yeah, no, they, yeah, I yeah. think that they I think they actually are weeds, not actual trees. I I I'm, I'm, I remember someone explaining <coughs> this to me that yeah, they're like they're like many many different trees that wind together like vines. Yeah, their colony trees will send out a root and it'll pop up somewhere else and start growing a tree. Okay. Yeah. So rather than, you know, nuts or whatever, whatever fucking sex things that other trees come up with. Um, anyway. This thing's like I'm taking over everything. Yeah. We are the Borg. <laughs> so we have, there's bunches of people in the same boat I am. We're, you know, fully employed people finding it nearly fucking impossible to find a place to live. And I've never seen people so desperate in my entire life. The place that we're living in now, they had an open house for a half an hour. There were like a hundred people walking through the house, right? They'd show up, they'd walk through the house and then they'd hustle it out because they have to go to another house to look through they weren't spending any time talking to the property manager which is what i did they didn't stay until the end and then thank them which is what i did they just ran ran through and i was like there were tech guys who were living in san jose now i moved to antioch which is 20 miles further away from work right god so I'm like at the very edge of the Bay Area. If I look east from where our house is, I see the Central Valley, right? Okay. I'm, so I'm at the very edge of the Bay Area at this point. I work in San Francisco. It takes me two hours to get to work now. Wait, wait, okay. wait. So you have the holy hand, hand grenade out there. Yeah, Antioch. Oh, anti- yeah. <sighs> Come on. You know that joke that, that joke has got to stick now. So we live Antioch, in California. Kind of nice. It's 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 uh, I I will say that it is a neighborhood in transition. Antioch was lower income. All of these lower income people are being pushed out by people like me. Okay. And so and after they leave here there's nowhere else to go. I mean, it's you you go all the way into the Central Valley or you leave the state. This is like the last last point for a lot of people. No one's going to want to commute into San Francisco to uh work so a- you have to get up at least job. an hour earlier than normal than you than you have been in order to get to work. Yes. Huh. Yep. Christ Almighty. Yep, and I'm getting home about an hour later. So, I mean, and I was prepared to do that because there was literally zero options, right? And so we were lucky to get this place. We were lucky that the property manager liked us. We were lucky that the owners were okay. They arranged the whole thing. That was awesome. Um, so I wanted to rent a U-Haul truck, right? Yeah, okay. So who'd you have to kill to get one of those? <laughs> exactly. So here's what's going on in California right now. U-Haul Typ- doesn't exist. Typically, no. U-Hauls charge 
for a truck $29 a day, right? And then $1.23 a mile for after that, right? Okay. So that's what they charge you if you are, you know, whether you're, no matter how far you're going, that's typically what they charge. But they've had so many people abandoning the state and renting U-Haul trucks that they've now upped that price to 2000 You have to have $2,000 down because the way the U-Haul fleet works is that, yeah, sure, someone's going to rent the U-Haul and they're going to drive it all the way out to Tennessee and they just leave it in Tennessee. Yeah. It's, had, yeah, it's like it's like the original Redbox. Yeah, so you leave it where you are. U-Haul has had so many people leave that they don't have their fleet anymore. So now they can't rent to the people who are doing local shit, right? So yeah. they're charging people who are leaving the state a lot more than what they're charging for people who are just going to use in town. So I put in my reservation, blah 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 blah. <laughs> I go, I go to pick up the U-Haul truck, right? Yeah. And they're like, "We're sorry, but the truck that you had that broke down on its way in, and it's not going to be here. It's probably going to be a couple more." days right okay no not okay <laughs> so no. i started moving thursday uh have we been here a week i think we've been here a little bit more than a yeah. week so yeah. at the end of the month that thursday before the end of the month i got two days off to do this move and i didn't have a truck right and it spent calling u-haul every day to find out when i was going to get my truck i got my truck on sunday morning right mm-hmm. so everything that we were going to do was getting pushed back i was trying to deliver as much as i could using the our camry to get out here with so it doesn't have a oh massive... i didn't know you owned a camry i'm yeah. sorry it's my wife's car. Huh? It's my wife's car. Okay. And so, it's a nice car. What do you mean you're sorry? <laughs> Shut up. I had a bad I had a good experience with a Toyota Corolla, mm-hmm. but a bad experience with a Camry. It was okay. just not it's just not no. Okay, whatever. So now I'm trying to ferry boxes here in the Camry and try to get things situated at the house and do all this other shit, and I we finally 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 get the truck, the U-Haul truck on Sunday, and we had so like I said, we had not prepared to move. We had not gone through any of the stuff that we're going to keep we hadn't taken down anything in ari's room ari's room still had all of her stuff up and everything but we mm-hmm. were gonna have to pack that we're gonna have to pack everything and get out so we are trying and there was so here's the problem with having friends that live in other states <laughs> you don't have anyone it's to help not you. like i could have called you and steve and said hey i'm moving can we get some help please but we literally all i realized that a lot of my friends had already left they were like already gone i'm like well, who am i going to contact not just you and steve but i mean my friends that lived here in california they were gone right and so we're like we're doing this by ourselves me and my son and my wife and i threw my back out like i don't know 13 times <laughs> is your daughter not living there anymore no she's there but i mean she's not a power lifter or anything like that so oh come on get no. built up those biceps no. <laughs> <laughs> no time to build better biceps than now right so now. we're like panicking right we're just yeah, putting yeah. things in boxes and getting it over here and is, and getting the the stuff over here and doing uh, run dump runs and dropping off stuff at goodwill and when i got to good and this is what really changed i was like oh shit this really is a thing i went to goodwill to do the drop off there was a line and in the line because you go up they give you a slip so that you can write it off on your taxes or whatever and mm-hmm. we are talking about people just like dumping huge amounts of stuff like they're driving up with trucks and it's just filled with stuff right i'm talking to some of the people that are in line and they're like they are leaving they are they're cleaning out their houses and they're donating their stuff to some of this stuff to goodwill and they're taking off and i'm and they're God, not it's like it's like uh it's like the food lines in in the 1920s mm-hmm. Except the opposite. You're trying to give shit away. And this is when it really started to sink in. Maybe California doesn't have much of a future. Because when I could grab t- 
time I was looking into California and what's going on and why are people leaving and why is it so fucking expensive? And that's when I started to learn about California's whole tax situation, right? Okay. So we do a thing in California called propositions, right? Okay. If we want to do some sort of legislation or something like that, they put it up and they, they call it Proposition H or Proposition yeah, they, they, 13. they kind of do that out here, too. And then the pop... pop <laughs> do they? Okay. And the population... Not no, all no, states no, I'm do. sorry. Actually, not props. They're, they're questions. That It's question no on question one or yes on question two, like that. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is like legit legislation. If they want to get a tax on, they'll put it up on the ballot, right? We have more fucking taxes in the state of California than any other state in the United States. We tax More than our- Massachusetts. More than Taxachusetts. More than Taxachusetts. We have the highest tax rate. So, and here's how it works. So not only are our income taxes high in the state of California, they're the highest in the country, right? Yeah. But every few years, someone will come along and say, we need to fix our roads. So we're going to have a gas tax, right? We're going to raise money with this gas how, tax. Ooh, how much is a gallon of gas out there? The, the, right the now? The got hiked out here. Right now, $5. Oh, God. And I was upset. I've, I'd only been paying $2 right before the hike. And now it's 3 <laughs> And now it's 3 I was like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, well, it's $4. It, well, it's four eighty nine. So running around $5 out here. So we, we added a gas tax to fix the roads. And then the state of California never fixed the roads. Instead, they they were spending it on speculative projects and, you know, you know, trying to get freeways bigger or whatever. So our roads are shitty. They are the shittiest. Our freeway system is a fucking joke. I mean, Massachusetts is, is also pothole. <laughs> pothole land. I mean, I've been on the UMass. No, that, no, no, not. You mean, you mean the Mass Pike? The Mass, the Mass Pike. Pike is the most well kept other than when they were still doing the big dig out in, in which took 20 fucking years. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Mass Pike is one of the most well-kept roads. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the local roads. They are literally well, pot- like you driving down the road and it's like <laughs> yeah. well imagine doing that but you're on a fucking freeway because that's no. how bad our roads have got. Oh yeah, our roads I are- remember blowing a tire on a mm-hmm. on a highway in Boston once I because there was such a huge there was like a a, a metal strip that was two piece two plates jammed together to mm-hmm. keep the to like like staple the abutment the two abutments of yeah, yeah, the yeah. road when they were put together yeah and next to it the concrete had broken away so as I drove the tire went into the pothole and slammed up against that metal those metal you know uh, 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 staples yeah and it and my I went oh bang and my tire blew right then and there and I was like like going all over the highway and I pulled <laughs> I pulled over and like, like motherfucker this can't be real because I this I was, can't be real. <laughs> no, because I was in the fast lane, and I had to go over two lanes to, I don't think to I've go ever towards the middle to break down. Ever shouted, this can't be real, ever in my life. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did say that. Wait, wait. So I was, it was a, um, yeah, so I had to, I had to go, I was in the fast lane. So I had to fucking go like like between hole and I'm like let me through and they're like honk like beep like fuck you come on you 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 can't drive like that you're gonna kill us all and then they realized that my tire blew oh my god so they were like they were like oh shit and they're like moving out of the way and I'm like oh 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 
like finally get to the side and I go look at the tire and there's like a in the it, it was a rim I was driving a Geo Prism which yeah. is a, the same thing as a Toyota Corolla and, and like an 87 or 88 Yeah. and I, I went to look at the, the front tire the, the rim actually had a visible triangle shaped dent <laughs> in it and the tire had been chewed I was only skidding me <coughs> like for like for like a minute or so uh-huh. but it was enough that once it hit it exploded the tire and and then when I drove it chopped it to pieces so oh it was my just a, a ragged mess hanging off of the rim uh. and there was just a triangle a bent triangle I was like I wonder if you could put that no uh-huh. no you can't bend that back into shape on the day that we came out to the house to sign the lease right uh oh my wife and I are driving no back we on- were just kidding you can't yeah. move in we're uh-huh. driving back on four right yeah after having this discussion about where we need to leave the state because because on top of the gas tax we also have sales tax on everything okay. we have specialized taxes on certain kinds of foods we have we just have taxes coming out of our you know it, it's a ridiculous amount of money which in turn raises the cost of living in california through the fucking roof right mm-hmm. everyone that counters well you don't make as much money if you move to another state and i'm like yeah but i that's balanced by the cost of living in that other state i'm not yeah. gonna be my dollar goes a lot further fucking anywhere else in the united states with perhaps the exception of hawaii and i i'm just getting frustrated and then the, the next argument move to alaska they give you a thousand dollars a month just to to live there tulsa oklahoma is offering ten thousand dollars for people to move out there to live but not work so what they want are because tel- they don't have any jobs they want telecommuters they want tech telecommuters that can do their jobs from home because they yeah wow. they don't they don't have any jobs but they want people to live there <laughs> live here we, uh-huh. have, we have stuff uh, anyway we're driving back and there's What's in this, oklahoma nothing nothing there's like a rise in the in the freeway and i can see some like brownish smoke and i'm like oh it looks like you know someone broke down we go over the hill and we see a man on the side of the road on getting fire. out of a car that is completely on fire okay uh we immediately drive past pull over run up to the guy to make sure that he's okay he's perfectly fine he was i think a nigerian guy mm-hmm. um and we look back and I'm like, let's step away from the car because it is engulfed in flames. Yeah. And what made me sick, what made me sick about that yeah. is that only one other person pulled over to the side of the road to see if the dude was okay. It was just me and my wife and this other guy in the truck. There's a cycle lot. That's, there's a cycle lot that like a principle that that's actually like a, a thing where if people see somebody pulled over on the side, like if they see somebody broken down on the side of the road, if they see one person stop, they think, ah, oh, it's not my problem anymore. Uh, huh. I forgot what that's called yeah uh, i'll have to i'll have to find out later but it's it's the same principle that runs on the um if you see there was a there was like maybe i don't know a long time ago let's say in the 60s a, a woman was being raped in the street like in this is this is this is an urban and, legend it's an urban legend but it, it's named after this particular situation yeah i think it's kitty j Venice, but i mean so yeah that that a bunch of people were watching but nobody decided to do anything yeah i i know um, the story they used it in watchmen it, it's the the principle though is is named after that particular situation even if it is an urban myth i can't remember mm-hmm. like an, it's uh oh somebody else is watching they'll they'll take the moral high ground and then the other person is thinking oh some that person's watching so they'll take if none of us mm-hmm. do anything it's okay so long as everybody else agreed that watching this bad thing happen it's called bystander it a, effect or g uh, uh genovese yes, syndrome yes yes and it's it it's it it's um it's one of the i think it's one of the reasons there's there's such a thing as the um the good samaritan law out here i don't know if mm-hmm. you guys have this where if you if you are involved 
involved in a crime and um like if you if if you were if you're shooting heroin with your best friend and that person overdoses no matter how high you are on heroin if you call an ambulance and the police to save this person you cannot be found in trouble for doing anything even if right. they found a fucking needle in your arm no that makes sense yeah that makes know, sense. because a lot of people were also being thrown in jail for like mm-hmm. for you know they're like oh well you're high too and it's like i just saved my friend's life so can we not like do this right now mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Well, anyways. Anyway. Uh, but he so, was, so you it, waited there, or? No, oh, yeah, we waited there, and then, man, the, the fire department was right on it. I was afraid that the play, the, the damn car was going to explode. So we get back in the car. They and don't. Like, you know that. I've told you, and Showy has a death wish. Yeah, but I, we get back <laughs> in the car, and I can't escape the feeling that the state of California is in for, like, a major economic collapse. Yeah. The majority of the people that are living here now are transplants from other states. They haven't lived through a ma- massive earthquake yet. They don't know what that's like. They think the little earthquakes that we've been having are fun and you can always tell someone who's lived through a major quake because when you have a little quake you immediately jump up and run for safety the other ones are sitting there going is this an earthquake <laughs> i would probably do that too and you wouldn't be i know you me. would i would i would grab we've, your fucking i would had... grab you by the back of the head and say come run with me this is not a fun thing that's happening right now yeah well i in my entire life out here we've had one earthquake and it was literally like a mild rocking of my bed and i was like yeah. what the fuck did the house just settle and it was like mm-hmm. no and I, they i looked on the news and there was like a, a 3.5 or something yeah an earthquake know? the best i can say is imagine a giant if you're in a house grabs who's that trip trapping on my fridge grabs <laughs> the house and starts to jerk it back and forth violently and it might start off slow with the first jerk but then it just gets stronger and stronger and you can't the the ground is moving so violently that you can't stand up it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why when i start feeling like even the beginning of uh like a tremor even if i think it's probably going to be a small one if i can be outside of the house i'll be outside of the house within seconds mm-hmm. i will you'll never see me move faster than when i think there's going to be an earthquake i so never being outside really is the best thing if you're away from things that can fall on you yes if you're in san francisco you're pretty much fucked you can stay inside and get into a doorway if you're in a really tall building try to get to the center of the building the core of it where the elevators are mm-hmm. because those are usually reinforced and also because the fronts of buildings tend to shear away now a lot of the buildings now have been quote-unquote built to earthquake standards so i don't know if that's necessary i don't think it's shearing is going to be a major problem but we also have a lot of old buildings in san francisco and a lot of like i said a lot of the houses out here are getting kind of old we moved into a much more much nicer newer modern house mm-hmm. that new house for everyone who wants to know is smaller it's farther away um we're paying pretty much the same amount of rent but bring on the hoys but it's it's a modern house that is well insulated and doesn't get above 76 no matter how hot or how cold you know it it is outside so yeah does it have that blown insulation in the walls that like yeah it it not only traps the cool but it traps the heat yes yes it does probably won't yeah we have strategically placed ceiling fans for the rooms that do attract the most heat like the main because it's a two we moved to a two-story and we have a small much smaller footprint that the bedrooms are smaller everything's smaller um but i mean as far as you know the appliances and stuff like that it's modern and it's it's it is it is better um so yay for that part but uh-huh. th- this whole experience is like you know how when you suddenly realize how bad that you've been hearing people say things are pretty bad things are pretty bad things are pretty bad and then yeah. you are forced to confront it and now you realize jesus christ things are bad no one's talking about it you know um th- some hey, people hey, you know what 
I think it's 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 like those one any of those moments that I've talked to you about where I realized I was I was smack in the middle of adulthood. Yeah, because yeah. something something happened that w- it's not a gradual transition. It was just like holy shit, this is what everybody's talking about right here. Mm-hmm. Like being an adult has nothing to do with being able to buy cigarettes and beer. Like right. something just fucked up. Like I just dropped a woman off at an abortion clinic that I yeah. got pregnant. Yeah, like that that right there is a moment where you go this 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 is where you feel the things that you, <laughs> uh-huh. did, you didn't think you were going to be it's not all blowjobs and fun no after you grow up and have pubes it's no like it's there's, not there's shit there's some this is some shit you right get here. it you're gonna have all to of your with. all of your you look back at your teenage years and you're like i was worried about fucking that <laughs> man yeah. i wish i could go back and worry about fucking will anybody talk to me at school (laughs) here's side thing right right about this actually happened during the middle of the we we were when when we you were moving and uh, you didn't have internet so we haven't talked for two weeks and so this thing happened where i was i was on facebook and i I don't know if i told you this but a while back um bobby added me on facebook oh god which is meaningless well no the thing is he lives a different life i haven't seen him in forever and he he you know he added me like maybe a year ago and i he knows obviously that i've come out of the closet and I have a I'm living with a man and all that kind of stuff and yeah. he hasn't said anything about it like, he's been posting the I mean he for the past year or so or two years he's just been posting these shitty pictures of himself wearing a hat and doing this and doing that and I'm just like yeah. eh, whatever it's not something that really crops my radar but mm-hmm. two weeks ago he posted this picture of himself he is fucking jacked oh is he really yeah he put on a shit ton of muscle uh huh and I was looking at him and, and he had take he was he had taken off his uh his glasses and everything and i was like oh you motherfucker you don't deserve that you fuck like this is like I, this is old the old teenagery me yeah still think and and i was just i was i went and i showed a, a friend and i was like i remember i told you about this this person a long time ago and they're like wow he looks really good like like you know this and that and i'm like i'm like yeah i wish i didn't feel that way right now because mm. it's been it's been 20 years since then i'm i mean actually 20 years mm-hmm. and i'm and and somehow there's still like this little wound that's like oh you you didn't get to have <laughs> this and that and I was like I was like I was thinking about uh, like how I was so worried about it then like like when I was a kid like all I would have had to do if I had if I had the knowledge I have now back then was uh, just not answer the phone when he called yeah not not go not just tell him no nah, I don't really think we should be friends. you're shitty go away <laughs> you're a shitty person yeah um you know and all that kind of stuff in my life would have been well I mean not so much better but better yeah. you know like never just never mm-hmm. never yeah um so that, that that those are the type of things we're talking about right yeah. now. Is that, is so, I mean, it's a... like when this yeah. incident opened my eyes to what was going on and I was finding articles like, we have homeless college students. Mm. We have college students that are living in their cars because they can't afford a place to live and the colleges out here out here typically have about six rooms for emergency housing and they're increasing the campus population but the kids are getting out here. They're, they're still living on student loans but it's not enough money to find a place to live so they're now living in their cars. So we we get to say that we have people in in LA so many people that are living in their cars and working full time that they are now creating safe lots for them to park their cars at night to go to sleep that is fucked up in the tech hub in Silicon Valley there are people that are living in converted U-Hauls that are living in RVs that are living in fucking hatchbacks with a kid oh my god <clears throat> 
and they're parking on the street and they're all living in certain cities because they don't have ordinances in the cities that say that they need to be kicked out. There are some cities that say you cannot sleep in your car, period. Now, when I was in college, I briefly slept in my car for about... about yeah, it's I your want... property. What do they care if you're sleeping in it? Yeah, they just don't want it in their neighborhoods, right? And I did get... I get, I did have a cop come up and say, hey, you gotta move it. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And that was the extent of it. I didn't get a ticket or anything like that. So I can understand what it's like. Living in your car is not fun. It's not a fucking adventure. It's not... It's, it's a pain in the goddamn ass. Oh, would... no, no. Especially if you drive all the way out to Alaska and then hike into the woods and... <laughs> Shut up. And then eat some bad berries and... <laughs> fucking and, die and die of starvation <laughs> everybody you will romanticize you death. and how stupid you were <laughs> On the magic bus. Yeah. But it's like that just led to all of this other stuff about people getting, you know, having to move and, and not being able to afford to and how the home, how homelessness has started to pop up and how, you know, if you wanted to live in San Francisco and you wanted a studio apartment, get prepared, be prepared to spend $3,000 on it. Mm-hmm. $3,000 a month for a, studio, a shitty studio apartment, if you were lucky, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, this system that they're building this on cannot continue, right? Yeah. It feels like it's Eventually built- they're going to have just nothing but empty hundreds of empty apartments and houses and mm-hmm. and just a bunch of homeless people living next to the houses. Well, that's how... So here's the worst part. That's what's happening in Pleasant Hill. You have all of these ghost homes that are sitting empty. Our homeless population skyrocketed in the last 10 years. Where This is a suburb, right? We're 40 miles away from San Francisco. And we have homeless people in front of every Safeway, in front of every major... In front of the, in front of the Target, uh, hanging out at every almost every corner with their signs saying hungry need food they're everywhere and you go from that where you walk into the Safeway to pick up some groceries and there's two or three homeless people and there's a guy at the exit of the parking lot who has a sign and you're passing these people and you go into a neighborhood of shitty houses and I don't mean they're they're neat shitty houses that are being priced at $800,000 and being rented for 3000 and you're like Jesus Christ you feel like you're at the edge of a precipice you literally feel like this is going to collapse and i don't want to be here when it does you know that kind of feeling well you know where you can come you can come all hey to your welcoming boys of of course yes Come to come to it so you can <laughs> you can meet people like jeff no hoot and holler at your you're wife. trying to sell massachusetts yeah but i'm more interesting i actually own a house I own three. Oh, fuck you, Jeff. (laughs) I own three houses, and they're all on the beach. On Revere Beach, where all the needles are, but, Uh you know. (laughs) You ready to end the show? Let's end the show. Ready? Yeah, let's end the show. All right. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening to me complain about what it's like to live in California. Don't move here, anybody. Don't move here. Don't unless they promise I'll you. I'll just buy when it when when everything tanks. I'll just buy California. <laughs> I'll buy California. Uh, and remember, if you guys have a story that you would like for us to read, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page, leave us there, and let me know how to get to you. For Lee, let me finish. I would just like to say thank you for everyone who helped contribute to our move fund. I deeply and sincerely appreciate it. it this would not have, I would literally have been homeless. We would have been the working homeless of California if this had not gone through. No, so, no, we wouldn't have let that happen. No, no, no. I donated money to you. 
I stop it. I did. But genuinely, thank you. I'm thanking. I'll take every opportunity. I th- I, we just recorded a, a late seating, and I thank people on that one, too. And I want to make sure that everyone knows. So thank you, you guys. For Let Me Finish, this has been Jason Harding. And I am Mjolnir. Pick me up and play with me. <laughs> Come on, Iron Man. Grab my All dick. Right, you go grab your handle and swing you around. And swing me around and create a, a mist. You've and, seen uh, you've seen Thor Ragnarok, right? Of course I have. How in the <laughs> hell did they get away with the joke? I haven't pulled you off. <laughs> of course they got away with it. There were swears in the new movie. I did know, but that? I mean, he literally insinuated that a hammer masturbated Thor. Yeah, but it's... It, you know what? It ranges from children all the way to. Adults. I know. I mean, here we are, full grown men, like getting, like loving these. Mo- I was, I was, I cried. I fucking cried, Jason. Come on. I you, yeah, I know the one scene that you cried. It's probably the same one I did. We'll talk about it off the air because we're not spoiling it for our all listeners. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, bye everybody. <laughs> all right. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod, produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.